Why don't you exalt the name of the Lord one more time? Praise God. Are you happy to be alive? Are you happy to be in the house of God? Aren't you glad you're a child of the King? You have a name that is above every name. Hey, you don't have to take a back seat to anybody. I even noticed Carl, uh, not Carl, but King Charles had a sock with a hole in it. Yeah, he took his shoes off to go into a mosque, and he was mortified to see that he had a hole in his sock. Well, one thing he lacked, and that was a new pair of socks. But I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord today where we don't lack anything. Paul said, I've not shunned to declare to you the whole gospel. Praise God. This is the greatest thing going. You might as well be a part of it. You might as well jump in and be a part of it. There's nothing like being a child of God. I am so humbled to be here again today, be in the presence of God, to feel the presence of God. Every time I have the chance to preach, I am always humbled at the presence of God. He means so much to me. Oh, hallelujah. This is not just a church, friend. This is the kingdom of God. You know, a lot of social meetings have helped some, but they don't teach you how not to go back. Every program our world has developed and every system of help our, our government or people have tried to help people with is not long-lasting, but this is. This is the best thing going. You might as well get happy about it. You might as well get ready for the end result. We're in the final sprint. Now, about half of you believe that or less, but we're in the final sprint. The baton has been handed to this generation, and I believe it's one of the last generations our world will see. So this is why it's so important to be in the house of God today. Praise God. I'm so honored to be alive in this generation, but I'm so happy that we're coming to the close of it. I really am. I'm so tired of the world. You ought to be sick of our world. This, this system is teaching your children that they're not what God created them to be. And I don't know what the next generation is going to be like when they grow up confused. But this church ought to be the greatest place happening in this city. We ought to be the most happy people on the face of the earth. And we need to get ready for one of the greatest moves of God our city has ever seen. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about what God can do. I'm not excited about what the government can do. Well, that's dead. I... I'm excited about what Jesus can do today. Praise God, praise God, praise God. If you're happy, shout hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and shout hallelujah. That means praise ye the Lord, isn't that what he said? Praise God. You have your Bibles today, and I promise you I do not have a button in my mouth this week. <laughs> I messed up last week. I think it was a button because I preached too long, and I apologize for that. I'll try to do better today. Uh, try to preach longer. Don't misunderstand me. Hebrews chapter, chapter 10 verse 22. I want you to count how many let us in these three scriptures. 
22, 10th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Each one of those led us, and here is the solution, verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhort one another. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to go to church. Exhorting one another. And then he said, and so much the more. And here's my text, as you see the day approaching. Let us see the day approaching. Three times he said, let us, let us. Would you ask the Lord to help us today? I need his spirit. I need his help. I need his anointing. And you need to be able to hear what thus saith the Lord beyond my words. I want God to speak to your heart without my words. I want him to take what I say but inspire something to your heart today. Would you lift your voices and ask the Lord to help us today? Savior, we love you and thank you for all that you are, all that you continue to be. We need you and worship you today and ask for your help in this service. And we ask it in the wonderful name of the Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. God bless you. As you see the day approaching, the word ye, I'm using you as you see the day approaching. I don't know whether you're aware or really pay attention to where we are in time, but God has given to us solutions to look and be prepared for things that's coming upon the face of the earth. I'm going to rapidly go through things that you know today, but I do want to preach to you at the close of my remarks. You might notice on your mirror, if you have a car with a side mirror, it sometimes said things may appear closer than they appear. Or they may be closer than they appear. And I really believe that that is a warning from God that our world needs to recognize that the coming of the Lord is closer than it appears. I'm sorry for those of you that think church is the ultimate. It's the best we got on this side. But the better thing is it's the culmination of it all. That's why we're at church. That's why we're here not forsaking ourselves together because we're planning on something better. A lady passed away and she said, uh, I, want to, I want my fork in my casket in my hand. And everybody came by, saw that fork. And so they asked the family, now what does the fork stand for? She said, well, mom always wanted us to have a fork. And when we would pick up the dishes after dinner, they said, uh, she'd say, keep your fork. That meant something better was coming, like dessert. I should have called that a spoon, but that would have been changing the story because you better keep your spoon because there's better ice cream coming. But anyway, keep your fork because something better is coming. Get to church because something better is coming. Isaiah said these words in 21st chapter, the 11th verse, the burden of Duma, he calleth to me out of Seir, watchman, what of the night? 
watchman, what of the night? The watchman said, the morning cometh, and also the night, if ye will inquire, inquire ye, and return. One more word in that scripture before it has a period multiplied. It said return, and then it said come. So not just return, but come. And I believe that we need to come to the house of God. We need to return to the house of God. I think it's time to let our families know, our friends know, our neighbors know, our city know, that we don't just go to church on Sunday or on Tuesday or during the week for our department heads doing their thing, making us better for the coming of the Lord, but we have a plan beyond every service. I'm sorry if you think this is the ultimate. We have a great church, we have great music, we have great everything. Everything's wonderful, all those things are good, and I appreciate them, but that's not the ultimate. The ultimate is be prepared for the coming of the Lord. I wonder what you're doing today as that day is approaching. Are you observing? Are you looking? What of the night? The day is here, but the night cometh, he said. We've, we prepare for a storm. Now, not so much in Bakersfield do we prepare like some cities where there's tornadoes and hurricanes and they board up their windows and they have to do a lot of preparation when they hear a storm's coming. I ask you plainly today, if you can at all see that we're at the end of the world, where the end of all things is upon us, what are you doing to prepare for that day that is approaching? Are you going to wait till the days of Noah when they shut the gate and they're beating on the door and God had shut the door? Are you going to wait till the rapture takes place to fill up the church? Or are you going to live for God with all of your heart now as you see that day approaching? Hallelujah. I hope you can understand today, I'm not going to reprimand anybody. I'm going to give you some faith and hope today to understand that this is not just playhouse. We don't have dolls and fake dishes. This is where the word of the Lord is dished out and we're fed by the word of the Lord and we're here to be what God wants us to be. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to impress any political party. I'm not trying to impress anybody at all. I'm here that I can be saved when it's all over with. And I believe with all of my heart, and I've lived long enough to see a lot of things happen, and I'm telling you, the world that we live in today is not the same as it was when I was a kid. When I went to school, we had to learn what the Constitution was so we could appreciate America. We were patriotic. Today, we don't even know what the Constitution is, and I read the other day where somebody was asking a politician about the Constitution. They didn't even know and understand what it was about, and they're making laws for us. So forget the politics and forget the politicians. Follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I, I, I like politics once in a while, and I, I like to see what's happening. And as elections come, I like to see what's approaching. And it makes me mad. Yeah, it gets me upset, and I get in turmoil and all those kind of things until I shut it down and won't listen to it for a while. But let me tell you, I am so excited about what I see approaching our world. I'm excited about the coming of the Lord. All of your worship, all of your shout, all of your holiness, all your separation from the world, everything you do in the house of God and for the kingdom of God is in preparation for the coming of the Lord. You spend time getting ready to come to church in the morning. How much time are you spending getting ready for the coming of the Lord? The greatest event that our world has ever seen, the angels told the apostles as they gathered outside of Jerusalem in the city of Bethany, Jesus led them out and he ascended into the heavens. How many of you believe Jesus ascended into heaven? You know, they didn't leave him in a tomb. I've been to the 14 stations of the cross, and I've been to places where they still have him laying in a tomb. And that's a religion. They have him laying in a tomb. 
I'm glad to tell you, he's not in the tomb. He has arisen. And the angel said, in like manner as you've seen him go into the heavens, uh, he's going to, oh, come on now. The same way he went away, he's coming back. We don't hear enough of this today in our world. Our world's more interested in politics and all of that and what the government can give you. But I want to talk to you about what God can give you. Are you excited about what Jesus Christ can do for you? He can do something for you that's lasting because he gave us the Bible, the grace of God that teaches us how never to go back. You can be delivered by going to Alcoholic Anonymous. You can be delivered by doing some things, but none of them teach you really how to stay clear from it all and how not to be back into the same old rut. After you paid your last dues and you checked out, you've done what the court told you to do, and you've had your last visit with the doctor or whatever, and then they, they don't teach you what to do afterwards, and most people don't even worry about it. But we're here today to be aware of the day that the Lord is coming back. As you see that day approaching, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about everything that's pointing to the coming of the Lord? We prepare for the storm, but do we prepare for the coming of the Lord? We pack our duds and get ready to travel, and we plan each day out. Okay, we're going to wear that suit. The wife's going to wear that dress. And oh, yes, we've got to have that purse and those shoes. Thank you. He must be married. You do more planning for a trip sometimes than you do for the coming of the Lord. You make more provisions to go to church than to be what God wants you to be in church. I'm not reprimanding. I'm just telling you about my, my problem is uh, I don't do enough to prepare for that day that's approaching. Let me just preach to myself. Then I can say amen when I want to. I think it's time for Leon Frost to prepare for the coming of the Lord. I think I need to look a little bit farther into the horizon of time and see that we're on the brink of one of the greatest events our world has ever known. We're on the brink of one of the greatest events our world has ever seen. Hallelujah. As, as the same way that he went up, he's coming back. Every once in a while, I look at the clouds. Yesterday, I looked at the beautiful clouds over on this side of the day, and they were beautiful as we was traveling down the highway, coming home. It was beautiful. How many clouds could Jesus step out on? And when is he going to do it? The same way he went, he's coming back. Come on, church, let's get our eyes off of this world and start looking at something better that this world doesn't even know about unless we start living what we know. We prepare for the burglar. Oh, yes. Yeah, we, we, we buy a system for our home, and, and the wind shakes the door a little bit, and it alerts us. We, oh, no, somebody's breaking in our house. Oh, it's just the wind. But we prepare for it. And so... Since you didn't see Jesus come today, do you still prepare for his coming? Oh, yes. The wind blew your door a little open and set off the alarm. Do you cancel the alarm because the wind blew? Oh, no. Just because Jesus didn't come today, I'm still going to live for him today. Just because he didn't come yesterday, I'm going to prepare a little more today. It gives me a little time for his long suffering to get me ready for the coming of the Lord. Church, if we've ever had church, we need to have church today. If we've ever lived a life on our job, in our school, anywhere, if we've ever been a light to a dark world, we need to shine today like we've never shined before. We are the church of Jesus Christ. We are children of the Most High God. We are children of the King. We have a name that is above every name. We have an inheritance. We have everything Jesus. What are you doing as you see this day approaching? What preparations are you making? 
Our country's in turmoil. Our schools are indoctrinating our children against God, against God's creation. We're 100% of our gross domestic project, product. Our world is broke. That means we owe more than our country can produce in a year. If you ran your home like that, they'd be after you quick. Our country's broke. We're facing World War III, the threat of nuclear war, and we don't even have the money to prepare for war. One of the greatest countries in the world is going down the tubes, if you're not careful, in a war that could destroy our whole world. And we're not prepared right for it. Because we'd rather give money away to people that don't deserve it, that don't like us and won't vote for us anyway. But I'm here to tell you, on the brink of a world war, on the brink of a broke country, on the brink of a world that is so sexual they don't know who they are, what sex they are, we're in a world that know, we know who we are, we know who we serve, we know who we love, and we're here to give him praise and honor today because we're seeing that day approach. I want to remind you, no matter what the world said, Jesus Christ is coming back. And he's coming back after a people that have made themselves ready. What are you doing when the day approaches? I'm making myself ready. What are you doing? With intense in the well. I'm praying, God, make my spirit right. Forgive me. Wash me in, my blood, in your blood that I may be right. Uh, cleanse me in my spirit. Cleanse me in my mind. Do what's right in my spirit that I can be right with you. I, hey, what's church all about? It's looking in the mirror through the word of God and saying, hey, that's where I need to pick it up a little bit. That's where I need to do better. Hallelujah. I see that day approaching. How many of you see the day approaching? Ah. Uh. They're promoting a cashless society. You know, they're so worried about the underground economy, they're going after waitresses' tips in a different way. It's interesting, very interesting. You know why they want a cashless society? You might have read Russia had a war, is in a war with Ukraine, right? So they sanctioned the country. And all of their wealthy people, they're seizing their money. But what's interesting, Visa... MasterCard and Discover and American Express shut the cards down for that country. And they couldn't buy nor sell with that card. What do I see coming? I see what they're putting on us, a cashless society, where they can shut down our buying and selling. I'm not worried about all of that, but I have to remind you that's one of the signs of the approaching day of the Lord. We're living in a day right prior. Oh, come on, church. Are you ready for this? So they shut down the cards. They couldn't bind or sell. Now that's part of the book of Revelations. I don't know how it's all going to come. I'm not even worried about it. I'm not even worried about the Antichrist. I've lost so many Antichrists. I'm, worried, I'm not worried about the Antichrist anymore. I've lost so many of these men of sin that's supposed to arise, but I haven't lost sight of the Christ. I'm living for the Christ today. His name is Jesus. How many know the name of Jesus? How many love the name of Jesus? He is the Christ. Hallelujah. We're headed for a day that no earthly power or laws can ward off. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. I see that day approaching where there will be no hiding. All will be transparent. No doubtful looking or examinations or hesitation to facts. All will be transparent. If suddenly your heart was exposed and your motives was exposed and the devil could uh, expose your sins and your wrongs uh, and could put it on a billboard 
as the day is approaching and everybody could see it. Let me just remind you, my God knows your every move. He knows where you are. We need to recognize that God loves us enough to know who we are and where we are. My name's written down in glory. Oh, I could preach a little while on that. Uh, when I went down in the watery grave in Jesus' name, uh, my name was written down in glory. Hallelujah. He knows who I am. He knows where I am. He knows what I have need of before I even ask him. Romans chapter 8. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but we ourselves also. How many of you groaned lately about what's going on in the world? Oh, nobody? Or you're groaning with utterings that cannot be uttered. We groan with ourselves, which have the first church of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of the body. Hallelujah. I'm sorry to tell you, I'm not getting old. I am old. And as you get older, you recognize you need a new body. Well, I started, I got some teeth filled. I got some new knees, a few other things I need. Got glasses, had my cataracts removed. Bright lights bother me. I have to blink because of these, because everything's so bright now. Cataracts removed. I, I'm getting everything that I can get on this earth. But I'm about to give it all up and say, hey, I want a whole brand new body. Oh, come on, church, let's get excited about having a brand this is the adult class, and I think everybody's over 21 in here. I think it's time for us to get a brand new body. What do you say? Are you tired of the aches and pains? You know, as you get older, you see that day approaching. You, you go to the mortuary. You buy a casket. You buy all the things you need. You buy life insurance. You take care of the old man. Brother Price taught years ago in our graduation class, save something for the old man. And, and now I'm the old man, and I, I don't know whether I saved enough knees and joints and what have you to be alive like I should be, but I'm hoping and praying that I can live for the rapture. What do you say? I don't want to go by the grave, but if I go by the grave, I know I have a hope. But I have a greater hope right now that if Jesus Christ came, we would go in the rapture. I don't know about you, but we can almost see him in the sky. Have you... Oh. <laughs> I know I'm so far above some right now because you never even think about the coming of the Lord. I think it's time to awake out of our sleep and know we see that day approaching. We see that day approaching. We're anxiously awaiting, expecting, looking, groaning, looking for, having hope for, and knowing that Jesus Christ is coming back. I want to preach to somebody today. I'm tired of what the world says, that there is no Jesus. Uh, I know who he is. Uh, he's in my spirit. He's in my heart. He's in my life. He's in my mind. I want him all over me, as the song said. I want his blood to cover me. Ah. Uh, 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 uh. I want, I want his blood to cover me. I want him only to see his blood and his name. I don't want him to see the cruel and ugly person that I am. I want him to see the blood of Jesus Christ. Maybe you don't have a revelation like I would like to have you have today. But when you're baptized in Jesus' name, you put on Christ. You put on Christ. And when you put on Christ, that's all that he can see. I'm sorry for those that want to be baptized in titles or other things or go, go with other. You know, I think I told you about seeing the statue of Buddha. Poor old Buddha. I don't even know if he ever lived, but if he ever lived, he ate too much. But I saw him painting him all up, fixing him all up. 
I mentioned this before, but it's still good. Even if I mentioned it a hundred times, it's still good. They have to fix their God up, but our God fixes us up. I said our God fixes us up, <laughs> waiting for the redemption of the body. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, for we are saved by hope. Let me go on here a little bit. The Bible said, I, 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 know, what your, I know what your argument is. I really do. It's in the Bible. The Lord spoke about it through his word a long time ago. He said, they would say, as the fathers have fallen asleep, we've heard this same old story. We've heard it. I'm 77 this year. I've heard it all my life. I was raised in the apostolic church. I slept in the apostolic church. I worshiped in that. I was baptized. I received the Holy Ghost. I've listened to preaching. I've tried to overcome. I'm a failure, but I'm here today by the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of his spirit. But I'm here to tell you that I could never be saved if I didn't have the blood covering me. And I've heard this message all of my life, and I'm more excited about it today than I've ever been because I can see that day approaching. And so since the fathers fell asleep, things continue as they were. Okay, you say that. But let me remind you that one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. Is that scripture? That's scripture. So we're in 2,000 years. We're only in the second day. We're, huh? If a thousand years is as one day and one day is as a thousand years, we're 2,000 years down the road since Christ came. That means we're only the second day with Christ. Don't get upset. He didn't come in two days. He stayed in the grave for three days. I wonder if he's going to rise again on the third day. We're in that 3,000-year period heading towards that 3,000 years since Jesus Christ ascended into heaven. I just wonder. I know it's an analogy. I know it's just a time. I, know, I understand what I'm doing. I'm not completely out of it yet, but I'm, I'm telling you, we're headed toward the coming of the Lord, and I believe we're only seeing the beginning of the third day, and I believe he's going to rise and take his bride away. I knew I was going to face some opposition when I started preaching this because it's ho-hum. It's been 2,000 years repeated over and over and over. But let me just tell you something. We've heard messages on shouting how many times. We've heard messages on healing so many times. Uh, we've heard messages on every subject in the Bible how many times. Let's hear about the coming of the Lord. What do you say? Let's be prepared for the, let's, let's see it coming. Oh, hallelujah. I'm looking out on the horizon, and I see things happening in our world. I don't know what it all means. I'm not going to hang my, my hopes on any one thing that's going on because I don't know what's going to happen, how it's going to happen. I just know I see all these things happening, and I see it as the day approaching. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I think if we would just jump a little and feel the, feel the gravity, one day we're not going to feel that gravity any longer. We're going to take a jump, and we're out of here. We're going to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever. So shall we ever. So shall we ever. So shall we ever be with the Lord. We shall be like him. Well, they asked Jesus, when are you coming back? You've heard this preached. I'm not even going to try to preach it except to remind you of a few things. He said, take heed that no man deceive you. Many's going to come in my name saying, I'm Christ to deceive many. Deception is rampant in our world today. Evil men and seducers wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You're going to hear wars and rumors of wars. We've heard that forever. But the threat of war today is as big as I've ever seen it. I don't know whether you understand what's happening, 
but they're shooting down balloons. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to shoot down next. But if our world goes into war, what are you going to prepare for? Do I, need to, do I need to remind you that we're on the brink of World War III? Forty million people have died in the last century in wars. Nation, rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. We've never seen what is happening in Russia and Ukraine. It's not a rumor of war. It is a war. It is a war. 158,000 Russian troops have been killed. I don't know how many Ukrainians have been killed, and that's not my point today. I'm just telling you this was written a long time ago. Wars and rumors of wars. Famine, 750 million with chronic hunger. 30 million dying 30 with acute hunger. 30,000 people die every day, they say, of hunger in our world. Pestilence, herpes, sexual sins transmitted. 270 million people with malaria today. Earthquakes in diverse places. Turkey, over 33,000 people died this week with an earthquake. Does it shake us? The Bible said in the last days there's going to be earthquakes. Over the last century there's been over 200 earthquakes of 0.6 or 6 magnitude, 6 point magnitude. That's devastating earthquakes. Over 500,000 now. When they started with the Richter scale it was only like 10 or 12 and now it's 500,000 a year recordable earthquakes. Our world is groaning. I'm not, I'm not trying to scare you. I, I can't scare you to live for God. I don't even want to try to scare you to live for God. I want you to live for God with faith. I want you to believe he's coming and live for God because he's coming. I'm just telling you, these are the things that I see approaching. Everybody can see it. All these are the beginning of sorrows, he said. And then he said, many's going to be offended. I could preach a long time on that. Many people will be offended. Get your offenders off. Yes. Get your eyes above people. Get your eyes on the cross. Get your eyes on the coming of the Lord. Get your eyes on Jesus Christ. Start living for God for yourself. Forget about everybody else unless you're exhorting them to live for God. Don't try to pick at other people. Start picking at your own self. Say, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Come on, church. What do you say we look at our own self? False prophets are going to arise and deceive many. There are so many religions in our world today that has nothing to do with Christ. It really is sad. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. They're no longer fervent in the spirit. But I like this one, 13th verse. But he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Get a life's grip. You know, there's a saying, get a death grip. I want you to get a life grip on the Holy Ghost. Get a life grip on the Holy Ghost. Be not deceived. My, my. As in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. It's time to help one another be saved. Pray ye one for another. Watch ye therefore, for you know not what hour the, the Lord comes. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye ready also. You How many left your house open today? Don't raise your hand. There might be a thief in the house. Most of you locked your house, you locked it. You got your car locked out in a safe parking lot. We got a gate everywhere. There's gates and lights, and we lock our car in our own parking lot. Why? Because we're worried about somebody breaking it in. What about your soul? Oh, God, help me today. Why don't we prepare a little bit for our own soul today? I don't want the good men to be broken into. 
better grow and be what God wants me to be. Such an hour as you think not, he said. They're putting chips in animals. They have forced vaccination. Now think about that for a little bit. Forced vaccination. Shutting businesses down. Kicking the army of people out. Forced vaccination. When are they going to start forcing things that we don't want and is anti-God? Are we ready for it? Oh, that got quiet. When the government starts saying you can't have church, how many are you going to, how many are you going to come to church? Hey, they told us we couldn't have church. I think we got two letters from CDC. We weren't in compliance. And our pastor said we got to have church. Thank God for a man of God that believes in church. <laughs> the government said you couldn't have church. We had church. How many of you came to church against the government's will? I'm having so much fun today. I feel so light. I feel like the rapture is about to take place. How about feeling a little bit light in the Holy Ghost today? When you start thinking about the coming of the Lord, what better thing can happen? I'm getting where I don't even care what next president is. This one's a wonderful president. The Bible said the man of sin would do wonderfully. That got a few of you. Here we are on the brink of the, what do you see the approaching out there? What do you see? What do you see, church? I'm trying to awaken your thinking a little bit today to be prepared for what's coming upon the face of this earth. Our world is getting prepared for a world government, all of that. You've heard it all your life, but I've never seen it like it is today. I'm sorry. i got to go on. They're putting chips in animals, forced vaccination. Watch out, church. Watch out. They're going to start forcing things on us. What are you going to do if they lock the church up and put guards out there and you can't come in? You better have something in your spirit that you can worship God at home. You can live for God at home. You can live for God on the job. You can live for God in school. You can live for God everywhere you are because you have something greater than a building. I love our building. God's been good to us. I love our property. God's been good to us. But what if they shut it down? You say, oh, they won't shut it down. They do in the foreign countries. I went to China a few years ago, and they showed us churches that were museums and storage units because they shut down churches. You had to have a government license. I don't know whether you realize this, but a few years ago, we had to get a permit to have church here, a license. doesn't cost us anything, but we've got to renew it every year. You didn't know that, did you? We have to have a license to have a daycare, a license to have a school, a business license. They don't charge us for it yet, but we have to have it. Now, let me tell you what they can do. Yeah, this is so fun. Listen to it, church. We have a business license. So we violate what the government says in what they require to have a license, and they shut us down. What are you going to do? Oh, that'll never happen in America. Hey, I thought freedom of speech was one of our foundation things and would never be changed, but they're changing it. I'm sorry. I really didn't plan on getting this far into this because I want to talk about the coming of the Lord, but how can you talk about the coming of the Lord if you don't see that day approaching? Get your eyes above the things of the world. Start saying, hey, I need God in my spirit today like I've never had it. I need to forget about the puny things of our world and start living for God with all of my heart. There's deliverance in the house of God when you really give God his all. When you, Oh, come on, church. There's power in the house of God when you really give God his all. How many of you have been delivered? How many of you refuse to go back to the way you used to be? How many of you enjoy the freedom of the Holy Ghost? They have liberty to raise your hands and worship God. 
the beauty of holiness, the righteous God that we have in our spirit. How many of you would shout with victory today if Jesus Christ said, I'm coming in one hour? He said, I'm coming in the hour you think not. But how many of you be shouting today if he was coming in one hour? I see that day approaching. I don't know when it's going to be. I can't tell you. I don't even want to tell you when it's going to be. But I see it approaching. And I'm here to worship God today with everything in my spirit because I see that day approaching. Some of the old time evangelists, they say they preached hell so hot that people were lifting their feet off the floor. Yeah. You read it, Spurgeon, I think it was, one of those, was it Spurgeon? Preached a message on hell so hot, people were picking their feet off the floor. Praise God. I want to preach heaven so beautiful that you get your eyes off of hell and everything else. Don't live for God because of hell. Live for God because of heaven. They have a slang and a curse word, and it's just the opposite of what I'm going to say. I think we ought to start saying, for heaven's sake. Got it. For heaven's sake, I'm going to live for Jesus. I'm not going to live for Jesus because I'm afraid of going to hell. I'm going to live for Jesus because I love him. Somebody ought to shout with me. I love him. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go to, let's go to, let's go to the Bible. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 12. Excuse me, Luke. Well, the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. Some of these people in church, I, I'm sorry, I, I, got, I just got to say this, okay? Some people in these churches don't believe in the Holy Ghost. What are they going to do when that day approaches? What the Holy Ghost is going to do? Teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. You better pray through to the Holy Ghost today. If I haven't convinced you we're on the brink of the coming of the Lord, I'm telling you, you need to pray through to the Holy Ghost today because the Holy Ghost will what? Will teach you, will in, the teach same you hour in the same hour what you ought to say. What you ought to say, and I add, what you ought to do, how you ought to live, the Holy Ghost will tell you in your spirit. Read on. Next verse. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God. Rather seek ye the kingdom of God. And all these things and shall be added. all these things will be added to you. What is your list that you want God to do? Well, he hasn't done any of them. Did you seek him first? What does it say? Seek ye, seek ye first the kingdom of first, God. First, that means that means not in first grade. Doesn't mean first high school class. Doesn't mean first. Seek ye first. First. Oh, I know you're going to sleep on the mill. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these other things will be added to you. I wonder if you could just right now, just seek the Lord. I'm not quite through. I don't want you to blow this thing up yet, but just, just seek the Lord for just a minute. Seek him first right now. What do you want him and what do you want right now from him? I want you in my spirit. I want to be full of the Holy Ghost. I want to be full of the Holy Ghost. I want to be full of the Holy Ghost. Go on. Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. Be prepared and let your light so shine so that men in this ungodly world can see who you are. How many of you have been in a place where they said you're a Christian? Did anybody? Oh, yeah, a few of you. They, they, they know it. They sense it. Why not let your light shine? They, you know the revival that's coming, and I, I can get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. The revival's coming. It's here. People are starting to see it. But what would happen if every one of us started letting our light so shine? 
that men of this world would recognize, hey, you're a different breed. You're a different people. You have something I don't have. I need what you have. If we knew Jesus Christ was going to arrive at midnight tonight, what would you do right now? Read on. And be yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord. That wait for your Lord. Everything you need to do, be prepared. Hey, I'm waiting on the Lord. I know this is old hat for some of you older folks, but some of you new people coming to God need to know, hey, this is more than just a church. This is a rapture-ready body of people. We're looking forward to the, I'm looking forward, we're looking forward, we're all looking, read on. Gotta. And ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord when he will return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. Whew. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord when he cometh shall find watching. Verily I say unto Blessed you. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord cometh will find watching. I'm preaching this today to you. How many of you are going to be watching for the coming of the Lord? Oh, I'm waiting for my paycheck. I'm waiting for my Social Security. I'm waiting until, well, there's no 16-year-olds in here, 15-year-olds waiting for their driver's license. But you remember when you waited for your driver's license? You waited until you wanted to get married? How's your marriage going? All right? Good to see you in the house of God. She's got a hold of you like she's afraid you're going in the rapture and she's not. <laughs> Good to see you. Live for Jesus all your life. Your marriage will be better. Your family will be stronger. Your vision will be clear. Your hope will be undiminished. The power of God will be in your life. Hey, when you see that day approaching, what are you going to do? Read on. I got to go. I'm having too much fun, Brother Field. You want to take over for me? I'll quote you a word. You know, when a preacher loses his voice, it's 100% disability. Verily I say unto you, and he shall gird himself. Gird himself. And make them to sit down to meet, and will come forth and serve them. <laughs> All right, this gets exciting to me. We're serving the Lord right now, but one day we're going to sit down in the marriage supper of the Lamb, and he's going to serve us. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm getting so excited. Oh, I came back down. <laughs> Read on. Blessed is that servant. Blessed. Blessed. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say blessed. 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 Blessed is that servant. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord when he cometh shall find so doing. we on? That was 43. We're going to 49. Okay. I am come to send fire on the earth, and what hey, will wait, I? Wait, wait, wait a minute. I can't let that go. Global warming's coming, folks. Global warming's coming. He's going to send fire on the earth. Hey, they don't have it so bad, they just don't understand what they're talking about. 
Hell from beneath is going to meet you at your coming, the Bible said. So it's burning up this way. God's sending fire this way. The elements are going to melt with a fervent heat. But let me tell you a secret, church. We're out of here. We're out of here. I said, we're out of here. Oh, you're so excited you can't even get out of your chair. You're... I said, we're out of here. We're coming, Jesus. We're ready for your coming, Jesus. We're ready for your coming, Jesus. As you see that day approaching, sit down just for a few more minutes or hours or whatever. I am come to send fire on the earth, and what will I if it be already kindled? Ah, this is New Testament. 2,000 years, two days ago. 1,000 years, and let me give you a little lesson again. 1,000 years today, after, you know, you got it. Two days ago, it already started. It's already kindled. I'm not afraid of global, I'm not even afraid of climate change. We had climate change last week. We had sunshine, we had rain, mountains had snow. I had frost under my covers. Read on. Verse 56, ye hypocrites. Oh, this is, this is 56, verse 56, read. Ye hypocrites, ye hypocrites. can discern the face of the sky and of you the earth. You can look at the sky and know there's a storm coming. <laughs> ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and, and, of the earth. and of the earth. But how is it that ye do not discern this time? How is it that you don't see that day approaching? Musicians come and remind me to quit before it's too late. Here we got to get ready for the coming of the Lord. How many of you would? How many of you would go in the rapture this very moment? It doesn't hurt to repent every day. Let me give you some hope. The Bible said, "Blessed is the man whom the Lord does not impute sin." That doesn't happen if you're not a born again child of God. When you're born again, you're baptized in Jesus' name, all he can see is the blood. He doesn't impute sin to you. The key is you got to repent. They said, teach us to pray. He said, pray this every day. Forgive me this day, this day, forgive me. So what are you doing when that, you see that day approaching? Every morning you get up, forgive me, Jesus. I'm human, I'm a failure, I made a mess of my life, but I want to live for you, I want to love you. You ought to have victory every day when you see this day approaching. You ought to start living in a life of repentance and forgiveness and washing yourself Come on, stand with me and let's shout together. That's an indication that I am going to quit. The most dangerous words of a preacher is, stand, I'm about through. Ezekiel, he saw the heavens were opened. Jesus, baptism, saw the heavens were opened. Stephen's death, saw the heavens were opened. We which are alive at the coming of the Lord will see the heavens open. Let me say it again. You know, the president enters the room, the president walks down the street, and everybody claps and shouts, and, and I'm telling you, Jesus is in this place. I said, Jesus is in this place. Feel after him that happily you might find him. As you see that day approaching, come on. Mark said, you shall see the Son of Man coming, sitting on the right hand of power, coming in the clouds of heaven. I'm, gonna, I'm sure you're going to start looking at clouds today. But a fearful, 
looking for judgment. Peter said these words, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God. As you see that day approaching, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Come on, global warming. The world is not without a witness. There is global warming. There is climate change. The element's going to melt with a fervent heat. Come on, let it happen. What do you say? Oh, I want to drive my new car. I want to do this. I, oh, no. I want the heavens to be on fire. I want to see the Lord coming in the clouds of glory. I'm doing that right now. I, I know you want to hear my next statement, but let's just stop for a minute. Let me just stop you for a minute. If Jesus is Christ is coming again, what are you doing for right now when you see that day approaching? I don't have to say it to those that are looking for his coming. They immediately start saying, hey, I want to be ready for his coming. I want to prepare for it. See that you look for such things and be diligent that you be found of him without spot of blame. All of these scriptures, we're on the brink of catastrophe in our world. And our world is not concerned, but we are. 9-11, our world wasn't prepared for it. Now we look at everything, you know. I'm glad I'm 75. I don't have to take off my shoes because the shoe bomber came along. The underwear bomber, that worries me, but... Are you ready? I'm saying that in jest in a way because they try to prepare for everything. We need to start looking at our own heart. Is my heart right? Am I ready for the coming of the Lord? And let me say it, and I'm going to try to wrap this up. I believe we're on the brink of one of the greatest revivals our church has ever seen, our world has ever seen, the worldwide church. And that's more than just the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship. It is the entire church of Jesus Christ. No matter where you are in our world, there's revival on the brink. And we're seeing it happen in this church. I believe that's the outpouring, the final outpouring. I believe, I believe it. Two of the greatest events that our world has ever seen. One of the great revivals, an in-gathering of people that are hungry for God. They're not going to question what they should dress, how they should look, and fight everything that biblical is right. They're, they're going to come to God wanting to give it all up and live for Jesus because we see that day approaching. What is, what is jewelry going to do for you in that day? What is Hollywood going to do for you in that day? What is carnality going to do for you in that day? What is bitterness? That's a powerful message on bitterness the other night. What is bitterness going to do for you in that day? What about grudges? What's it going to do for you? What do you say we cleanse our heart? David said as he rushed into the temple one day, he said, let the lifting of my hands be the evening sacrifice. I'm lifting my hands right now, Jesus. I'm not going to kill an animal because you already died as the Lamb of God. You shed your blood for me. But I'm lifting my hands right now. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? There is As you see that day approaching.
it in the lovely name of Jesus Christ today. Somebody could be renewed in the spirit today. Somebody could begin a brand new life today. Somebody could be saved today. Sing it. 